0: Hey, this is Bob and the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by OhanaFest down in Dana point. And brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That is our theme. And our theme music right there, I want to point out, is an, is an outtake from my horrible solo record, apparently, that I made back in the <laughs> early 90s. <laughs> if it's so horrible why is it our theme music
1: yeah because it's great it's got dicks denny playing guitar all over that damn thing apparently i thought it was me but who can tell <laughs> i think it was me i think it was me but you know then i was like oh it's not me no i think it's dick <laughs> it i dick. think you
0: i think you might have written it but dicks perfected it anyways oh. What a what a what a life you got, Chuck! Your third hernia in a year and a half.
2: Oh, it's the same one. I just keep having failing mesh.
0: Failing mesh. I, I yeah. don't even want to. I think I know what that means. So they insert some plastic mesh over your hernia. Yeah,
2: I think the it's oldest. the same stuff that the turtles get caught up in out in the ocean. And then they just, okay. you know, they right. used to do. They used to do a thing where uh, it, it, they'd open you up and they'd sew everything shut. So they had this bright idea of, "We'll just put mesh in there and it'll keep the intestines in." And Yikes. Uh, Yikes. and then and then the first one, the mesh failed totally, and my I could push my intestine back in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So y- the y- dude fixed that, and then it was hurting. A lot, so we did uh, nerve blocks. You know where they go in and and trying to find the end of the nerves and deaden those. Is that roadblock? Like roadblock? Roadblocks? Road it, okay. it totally road is roadblocks. Like road it's supposed to keep the message from getting to your head. But I went. I finally got a, uh, a different surgeon to look at it, and he goes, "Oh man, that's all kinds of wrong. We need to fix that." Instead of just this doing is, nerve blocks, this
0: is this is the modern system. Modern medicine.
1: The, the, the it's, so <laughs> it's not green.
0: medicine no it's not medicine anymore it stopped being medicine like 20 years ago this is modern billing and, <laughs> and, and authorization <laughs> and, and returning and do, new customers Yeah, and do <laughs> things as cheaply as you can and lawsuits and it, it's just a madness our healthcare system I'm so sorry you're going through that but you're having surgery you. in a couple days again
2: yeah Wednesday morning but you know so it's like it's, I just you know I, I hope it works I, I thank God for the modern medicine though my appendix and my knee were a bummer but I just seemed to be one of those people I messed I drank a lot when I wasn't doing drugs and drunk people fall down drunk people crash bicycles and drunk people crash cars
3: and no but
0: but really but but really, it's Obamacare. And I know you're a <laughs> liberal, you're not supposed to, but I mean, it's known as Obamacare. But it, but it, it was the salivating and drooling of the insurance industry to take over healthcare in America. That's what Obama allowed. Now, what my friends would say is, oh, well, people that didn't have insurance uh, now have insurance. Yeah, they have Medi-Cal, same as they could have qualified for before Obamacare. The, like it, it just was all hustle on the American people, and fifty-six percent of the American people will never believe it. But we have a worse healthcare system, and the dividing line of everything being focused on authorization, compensation,
1: arguing over the bill is Obamacare. It really but, is. Where does it uh, come in? That like one of you saying one of the surgeons. Messed up one of the operations in the second. Yeah, because,
0: well, I'll tell you why, Mike, because he has to do 18 surgeries a day in order to make his quota, to cover his malpractice, to keep his office open, to make himself a good living, he has to do 18 surgeries a day on that. I bet that <laughs> guy That guy just sits there looking at people's intestines all fucking day long you know, pushing mess guy, into it. So the office uh, there, was there's insane, two cases the first that guy, I'm thinking yeah.
1: about here, Chuck, and that is my friend, Nicole Welk, who uh, recently died in the hospital. Oh, don't
0: tell him shit like that when he's about to get surgery. Oh no, no, oh, no. This, isn't this isn't right.
1: This <laughs> isn't right. But the, and then I don't want to be put other, that far asleep. <laughs> <and then laughs> my, my other friend just recently went in for some colon a gastro blah oh. blah blah, and yeah. one of the surgeons botched it up. Right. Well.
0: Because and they're it, they're doing so many a day is what I hear from Dr. Drew and other doctors. There's uh, just this yeah, there's this math equation that healthcare has become, and it's you have to do this many. And I notice it a lot since Cena. So you've probably well, you've noticed it with addiction doctors, Chuck. Oh, how yeah. many clients how many clients when the addiction doctor hits the floor at wavelengths, How many clients do they see in an hour?
2: <laughs> Well, you <laughs> that, that depends. Well, actually, our doctor does a good job of breaking them up, but he sees way more than you should be able to see. I mean, that's.
0: <laughs> well, so then mistakes <laughs> happen, Chuck. Mistakes well, happen.
2: You know, it, 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 everything becomes so like we just had a thing where we had to argue uh because other doctors on the other side, the insurance doctors are catching things. Right. So we had a guy who didn't test positive for uh, benzodiazepines, but we had them on an adivan PRN during detox. They said, you guys don't know what you're doing. You're, you guys aren't making sense. Why, you know, why are you detoxing him for uh, benzodiazepines? And you know, our doctor said, it's a, it's a benzoprn because they didn't want to use suboxone to come down off the opiates. It's just in case. It's not a taper. Well, that it's not this, that's but it's what just like this back and forth prior, and back and
0: forth. Yeah, but prior to Suboxone, that that was opiate detox protocol for fifty years. Yeah, but see, they Explain. wanted to
2: they wanted to catch us doing something wrong so so bad they could they deny even, so, so they, they could deny the whole detox. Explain the,
1: the difference did. between the uh, benzode P R N and the other one that you were talking a about. PRN well, benzo- is as
0: needed. Well, but but benzos in general are replacement therapy. So you're addicted to heroin. We're gonna try to ease your mind, you know, like reduce your anxiety with benzodiazepine. Right. And the modern way, the worst way, is with Suboxone, which is just an opiate, which means you're gonna probably end up returning to opiate use or stay on opiates right which i'm not against as i've said several times chuck i'm not against <laughs> opiate know. addicts staying on opiates right? right but i but i will make the point that what's the difference of staying on heroin and staying on suboxone what's the difference nothing really it's nothing there isn't well, well, quality of life is what they'd say but these yeah. people don't have much of a quality of life either way that's what my kids the, you know the, my clients tell me like their lives are the same, whether they're loaded or, in, or, or sober. That, that is a problem that is going to have to be addressed in the next five to 10 years. Luckily, I'll just be retired in Palm Springs, like <laughs> going to the casino, playing penny slots. But somebody younger like you, Chuck, will have to face the fact uh, that these kids' lives don't improve by getting sober. They're still look. addicted to a drug. They still need a drug every day there it that you can say Suboxone's not mood altering it certainly affects your motivational system somehow
1: it's motivational <laughs>
0: uh, yeah it's motivational
3: well, so, you know,
2: that's a big that's a big thing too because you know you can do the vivitrol injection and that's good for like 30 days right but I, I see the ones that are real addicts say, "No, I like the ritual of taking it
0: in the morning yeah, and yeah. in the evening,
2: because you know the idea that your brain thinks you're smart, so if it sees you take a pill, even if it's nothing, your brain assumes it's going to do so something. Kid, so there's
0: ritual. But but this kid, whoever it was, had probably been down the suboxone road several times. Said, "I don't want suboxone. The doctor." correctly responded said okay i'll give you a benzo prn to get through the next 3 to 5 days mm-hmm. and then the insurance company objected to that and then denied the stay that's they, that's they, american yeah, right. that's american healthcare in general right there it's, and it tells so, me
2: how much the insurance doctor knew how much they read oh they know th- they they, that they, know. Did, but they didn't even notice that it was not a uh, It wasn't a titration. It wasn't. I know, but they
0: don't care. As long as they can find something to document that they object to, it doesn't matter. They know they're just trying to to reduce their their, what they have to pay out. But I get it. But let me tell you where the word insurance comes from, because my uncle Bob, who I'm named after, was on the uh, nursing home board during Ronald Reagan, and Ronald Reagan was his friend, and I went with my uncle Bob one time to a uh thing in oakland um this is probably 72 71 maybe and uh and i remember him being pissed saying they don't know what they're doing and and that reagan was starting to believe in the hmo system and and my Uncle Bob and all his friends and all the people that ran nursing homes and the hospitals thought that Reagan was with them and understood that, you know, the system we had was certainly flawed, but replacing it with an HMO system, which at the time was called the Kaiser model, replacing what we had with the Kaiser model was going to be horrendous for healthcare. And I remember my Uncle Bob fighting about it. And one of the talking points he said was, Bobby, they're talking about insurance as if it's health care. Right? Mm. So, so why, why is the word insurance, Mike, Mart, referred to as going and seeing your doctor? That's not insurance. You're going to see <laughs> your doctor. You're going to get medical care right? Why should your insurance pay for it? What do we have insurance for? We have insurance in case we get in a car accident. We have insurance in case we die. Insurance up until America adopted this horrible HMO system, this healthcare system, insurance meant you you had insurance against catastrophic illness,
2: Right, with, right? with, with big Meaning deductibles months, up front. Months, right. and,
0: months and months in the hospital. No, you paid, most people didn't have insurance. They just paid their fucking doctor. And, or they paid their hospital bill. Hospital bills were reasonable. Doctor care was reasonable. Pills, prescriptions were, were A, for short, short-term use to heal the body not chronic illness that we all have and we have to be on 15 medications the rest of our lives. Medicine was only prescribed for like a week, 10 days, three weeks at the most to help the body heal. Not now you're some inadequate, you have benzodiazepine inadequacy and you need benzodiazepine (laughs) every (laughs) night so you could go to sleep. That's not the world that used to be. Medicine was used as a tool, not as a subscription to buy nine cassettes for 99 cents and then be on them for have them forever and then you have to
1: go then you have to go to the therapist because you're motivationally challenged well here's the thing though
0: (laughs) insurance against catastrophic illness and people now think that it's supposed to cover all their health care costs and it doesn't it won't it's it's economically impossible and I blame Barack Obama. Barack Obama allowed the insurance industry to write the Obamacare. And now we have this shitty care where you need three hernia surgeries to just get a hernia fixed. And yeah. how much does that cost? And you, you have kids getting denied the right thing, which is, I don't want suboxone. I want to be clean. Just give me some benzos where I'm freaking out. That's denied. It wouldn't have been denied if he was on Suboxone, correct, Chuck? Most likely 99 right. times out of 100. So, well, that's
2: the idea. The idea is that that's the go-to now,
0: as so, you know. So the, the idea that the, to get Americans to stop thinking because you pay $186 and the government pays 82 of it, and so you owe 101 or 104 means that you get all health care covered. That is economically impossible, right? But right. So, people are so far removed. Like we had a doctor when I was a kid. His name was Dr. Bean, right? He dealt with my mom, my dad, me, my three sisters, and me. Dr. Bean was our family doctor. If Susan, my sister, was sick, he'd come over and do a house call and he'd say she's fine. Or when she came, he came over to see me one time and said, we got to call an ambulance. We got to get him to the hospital. I was having a ruptured appendix. Whatever it was, Dr. Beam dealt with. And Dr. Beam sent us a monthly bill and my dad paid it. That mm-hmm. was health care up until Ronald Reagan, Kaiser care, and now this fucking abomination that we have across the nation
2: right <laughs> abomination Abomination! You, you sound like such a Republican I love it
0: no this is really
2: dear to me I know. Because healthcare, a big deal. healthcare yeah. is
0: a human right and the fact that it's been given over to the insurance industry to just make billions and trillions billions billions of dollars so much money they don't even think twice about buying the LA Lakers for 1.25 billion dollars they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Want to buy the Dodgers? The insurance industry owns the Los Angeles Dodgers. The uh, 25% of the Los Angeles Lakers, they own every building across America. The insurance industry, because we all give them their money, and then they deny our health care.
2: <laughs> well, and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're paying, as we know, between uh, 18 and 25% of what's billed. Because people have to bill that much because they're paying so little.
0: Yeah, I you know? don't think we could even figure out what a fair billing. I, you know, right now, I know our per bed rate last time I checked was like twenty seven thousand a month, right in Malibu. That's a lot of money. So w- that means to make it worth our while, and all the potential lawsuits, and all the irritations, and all the risk, and all the whatever, you gotta at least make like thirty grand a bed. I mean, think about that. Hmm. That's insanity uh, yeah. that things have gotten to that to that level. And, you know, in a hospital, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what it's like at a hospital. Right now, my <laughs> friend, I found out, has been in Hogue Hospital since January 10th with COVID pneumonia in both lungs. And so, you know, talked to him for the first time today. It's awful. And, I'm, and, and the first thing he said is like, this has got to be like a fucking $100,000, right? Because he's, trust me, you know, I don't know what the COVID, like I know on January 1st, COVID being free medical care kind of ended. Mm-hmm. So he has good insurance, but is it going to cover all of this? Probably not. Probably not. I'm in collections for, I di- we didn't even know because we moved from Beachwood to Claremont right when Sydney was born. Apparently we owed like uh, $5,600 um, when Sydney was born, but they didn't tell us when we left the hospital. And then they just sent it to collections because we- they sent it to the uh, Graciosa house and we had forwarded mail, but it never came to us. So we didn't even know we owed this. Until we went to go lease a new car and they said, oh, you got a really bad thing on your credit to Chrissy. And we called this number and they said, oh, in 2000, October, or August of 2016, you had a bill for $4,600. Of course, now it's like $8,200. Thank you. (laughs) They just make up whatever they want. No, America should be fed up with this shit. And we're not. I, I don't know why. Aren't uh-huh. you mad, Chuck? You—it takes a lot to get you mad. You're going in for your third hernia surgery in a year and a half uh, to it, fix the same it, problem.
2: It's—it's not—it's been longer than that. But you're right. Yeah, yeah, the idea that I'm on my third after the first one when the mesh failed, people go, "Dude, you can get money for that." And I go, "I don't want to get the money for it. I just—I just want it to be fixed." That's what I was told. I—I to, I was told it was totally possible. This is a simple procedure. You know, I've been told other things like my jaw's messed up and I w- the, the surgeon actually told me, man, we don't want to do this because jaw surgery doesn't go as well as back surgery and back surgery, we all know doesn't go well. <laughs> so at least he was honest. He said, I can do surgery on it, but you're probably going to be strung out on um, oxies for the rest of your life. And I said, no, man, if I wanted to do it, so I'll just deal with it. Now, this is something that was supposed to be simple. It's something they've been doing for a long time. So it's like one fails. Okay, I'll do it the second time. And then when I talked to the doctor this time, I said, I need to go to a different surgeon. Because the other surgeon's office was exactly the way you explained it. It was always busy. You couldn't get appointments. Like I tried to get an appointment and I couldn't get an appointment for like four weeks. So I talked to my primary care doctor and I said, I need another surgeon. I can't get in to see the guy for a month. And my, my intestines are sticking out the front. I'm wearing a belt low to keep my guts in. Wow. And, uh, my and he God. goes, oh, I'll, I'll call him. And then I was able to get in the next day, but his office was just like that, where it's just like, I get a it machine, because like of all the, the amount of money he gets paid, the amount of surgeries he schedules on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, because they don't want to do it on Thursday or Friday. So if there's a problem, they don't have to follow up on Saturday or Sunday, right? So <laughs> is he smart? <laughs> so it's like uh. this other guy i said hey can we do uh, can we do wednesday and he said when do you want to do it and it, oh, this is great let's 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 do it then and so it's like i've been waiting like a month and uh the only problem is because between the nerve blocks and all the ibuprofen i was taking i was taking 800 milligrams of ibuprofen three times a day well it'll fuck with your stomach and your liver and my doctor said you can't take ibuprofen anymore it's messing up your liver. So it's just God. like so I was just like, you know what? Okay, let's do this. Cause I'm I'm tired of just like it sucks to like hurt all the time and not not say anything. No one cares. I'm not a martyr. No one goes, Oh man, you're tough.
0: I'm just stupid for waiting too long to try and get it fixed. This is awful. And I'm so sorry you're going through it, but it's all right. this is American healthcare. And you know, it's weird. I, looked happy up, about
1: it. I, I looked up the world's best healthcare in in like rank or something, right? And there's different ones, but Sweden, uh, Denmark, Norway, Switzerland, Sweden, Finland, Netherlands—they're all. But we're not in the top ten. We're like <laughs> we're like number we're eighteen in the world. <laughs> eighteen, <laughs> yeah, we're after Hong Kong. We're down with this shithole nation.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Canada four points ahead of us. They're 14. Oh, man. And they're not even a country. And, and, that's, really, uh, yeah. and they have France. death
0: panels. I heard they have death panels up there. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Give me a break. So anyways, one thing that is the simplest way to know about American health care is 33 cents of every dollar spent on health care in America Is spent paying for arguing about the bill. So all the UR billers, all the billers, all the all the you know authorizations, all that. One third of every dollar spent on healthcare in America goes to billers,
3: to the billing, (laughs) arguing what the bill is.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I,
2: <laughs> you know how you know you know how normally they do peer to peers with therapists or uh, psychiatrists or doctors. Yeah, we, I had a peer to peer like a week and a half ago that they let me do. Did I tell you that already? No, <laughs> they let me do a peer to peer for some reason, and I, I just told the doctor. I said, "Hi, I'm I'm Chuck, and this is my very first peer to peer. So be gentle." <laughs> and she, and she was so cool. She like walked me through it. And she goes, I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead and answer it the way you want to answer it. And I'll tell you if you did right or not. And I, and I go, <laughs> so I answer a question. And she go, no, what I'm looking for is more like this. And she'd tell me what the answer is. And she goes, now go ahead and tell me that. And she gave me, I want it. We, we, uh, we overturned the decision oh and I got, I got another week's care for somebody. Oh, my so, God. I like, thought it was so
0: cool. And that could have saved that person's life. Yet it's it's that crazy a system. I don't it's think just,
2: she's been doing it that long because she was not hardened to the idea. She didn't say, well, tough, tough luck. Punk. You know, there's a lot of doctors that would have loved to just chewed me. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, and, you got to be them. You got to get on their way. Get on
0: their way.
2: So I think her heart hasn't shrunk two sizes yet. And, and she actually cared a little bit. But I think also trying to be human and um, I don't know, that was fun. And then all the, the therapists and like my boss was like, you you won? How did that happen? And I go, I'm just good, man. I just got it. You know, some people got it. Some people don't.
0: So how I, I got to tell you about the storm up here. I don't know if you okay. you didn't have it bad down there. It There's still no electricity in downtown Claremont. Streets are still closed. These huge oak trees fell down in the road and they can't seem to figure out how to get them out of the road. It's crazy. And when it was a huge windstorm on Saturday night, I felt like our house was, it felt like the windows were going to break and air was going to come in the house. It was crazy. It was 89 gusts of 89 miles an hour. Everything wow. outside my house was wiped out, and down the road, or wow. in the gully, and were you so the tree was going to land on you. Yes, I we were well. We, the electricity was shaking off and on, and uh, and we were going to go, you know, get out of here. And then I stayed up all night, kind of looking out the windows, seeing if the tree, because you can tell if a tree is going to fall long before they fall. When people say they didn't know, it's because they weren't paying attention, right? Okay. (laughs) So these trees outside my office window, they were swaying so much, but they were both swaying towards the gully. So they weren't going to fall on the house, right? The one behind our bedroom was really firm and strong on the bottom, but it felt like branches. Like these trees are hundreds of years old. You've been up here. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. And the arms of them, easily can break off and i thought oh god if they break off and fall on top of one of where the beds are you know mm-hmm. so but luckily it, it just nothing happened here but then in the morning when we woke up all the trees were down on a neighbor's house fell on our neighbor's roof all over yeah. you know it, it fell in cars a lot of cars are crushed under these trees so So, you know, we felt lucky, like our electricity's still on, no trees fell in our house or cars. We just feel lucky and kind of embarrassed because some of our neighbors are really fucked and we're being supportive and trying to help or whatever. But, you know, how did that,
1: how did that house do across the street? That's up just right at your, at the, at your open tree that already fell. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of up on a little hill.
0: Yeah. That. They had a tree of arm of the tree fall off into the roof, but it didn't crush it. It wasn't that big of one, Uh but down the road, a lot of
1: glass up there.
0: Yeah. They got glass too. Mm -hmm. So it was just crazy. And no one else in Southern California knows about it. It was supposedly just here. Like Claremont got the worst of it. Uh, There's hundreds of trees down hundreds of huge how does, trees how does that not make the news why
2: isn't the, why doesn't the news i that?
0: because c- taylor swift released a new record chuck like we gotta have priorities
2: <laughs> okay well, right <laughs> I, I, now it makes sense <laughs> yeah.
0: right. but i think it's just because it's the ie and nobody gives a fuck about that if it happened to Long Beach, <laughs> we would hear about it forever <laughs> But yeah. the IE is kind of the armpit of of Amer- of Southern California, and so we don't get a lot of respect out here. There's a lot of suffering going on.
1: It was windy <laughs> down here, but it blew all the trash away. That's why everybody
0: was
2: happy. <laughs> <laughs> all the trash into the, the ocean. Now the fish are eating it. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so the schools are closed because there's so many trees down on the school grounds, and there's no electricity in the schools. So I didn't have to make that final COVID decision. because um, we had we've kept Sydney out of school. I don't know how it's going down there, but it's madness up here. Like everyone I know has COVID. Oh, like yeah. literally 30, 40 people I know have COVID. Yeah. They sent Bug home twice
2: because he may have been exposed in one week. They sent them home. We had to do the, We talked about that. We did the home test, sent them back, and then they sent them home again. And it's just like, oh, my God, just stop. You know, when there's four kids in a classroom, you know, Amy said it. She's like, man, maybe those four kids should go home and all our sick kids should go to school. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: <laughs> Why not? That's a good solution, let, the, right.
0: let the healthy ones stay. Yeah. Yeah, Go. there's four of them. Yeah, the they're, poor they're healthy the, ones, they never get a day off.
2: They're the minority. <laughs> yeah, I know. They've had to do like all sorts of school.
0: <laughs> yeah, for a bummer. So so it it just was not I wasn't scared, but I was just like, this is fucking, this is crazy. And then so the house was just a disaster. And we slowly since Sunday, you know, Sunday morning or cleaning up. And finally I just said, fuck it, I'm doing it today. So I cleaned the whole yard. I, you know, I had a guy helping me with a blower, but got all the trees and all the branches down to the dumpster and a lot of our furniture lo- our furniture's all broken and got all out to the trash. And and clean it all up and it looks beautiful. And I'm very satisfied right now. I've been to Home Depot twice today, Chuck. I've been to Ooh. Walmart, Home Depot, Walmart, and Target today. I wow. have the triumvirate of American. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. you, you're a man today. No, <laughs> so I have to get new umbrellas. How about the Because we have umbrellas on three different parts of the house because it's so hot here in the summer. Two of them flew away. You know, we're all broken and fucked up. <laughs> the third one I still haven't found. there's an umbrella out there like i don't know where it is (laughs) could be in a tree (laughs) sydney said i'm gonna do recon like you know i'm gonna go look for it and she walked all around the property and she thinks it's up in the trees so she was looking in every tree it's not we don't know where that one umbrella out in front of the house on that thing by the creek we don't know where it is it's just gone. (laughs) Maybe it went to the Wizard of Oz and she's like, it flew away. Uh,
2: I I hope it didn't land in a neighbor's anything. (laughs) She might not want to say that. It might have gone through someone's window or something and then uh, they'll sue you.
0: It seemed (laughs) like if stuff got too far away from the house because it was blown, you know, from the north, you know, our, our whatever so if it got like out away from the house it just went all the way down the dirt road to the main road there was a ton of our shit
1: all the way down like a quarter mile down by the road oh it was blowing down the valley kind of down the valley yeah yeah.
0: and it was it was crazy and the gully really didn't it seemed like stuff went down in the gully and then back up and then out to the road it was it it was Hmm. really
1: crazy and just that's where your umbrella is. It's out there in that, in that big area <laughs> down the road. Yeah. But it was so, it was so,
0: I don't know. It was just, it's just like if people, you know, the point I'm trying to make, if people don't, that I've lived in Southern California for 61 years coming up in a couple of months, in a month, in a couple of weeks, actually, February 15th. Mm. Um, I've lived here 61 years. I've never seen anything like what happened Saturday night. Never. Like, shit just flying like like in the Wizard of Oz. Like, literally, Uh, like, chairs just going up in the air. Well, the question was where to go because the 210, it was so scary. Shit was flying across the 210, and, and, you know, it was dangerous to be driving. It was like a a, a, a hurricane or whatever, and nobody Mm. knows about it.
1: Hmm. <laughs> hey, you guys well, are kinda, the
2: news it's the news blind spot out there. <laughs> really
1: I don't know why. <laughs> Apparently it didn't, it didn't affect the important people. Yeah.
0: Well Google my Google Claremont uh wind wind thing and see what comes up because it was crazy. Wind storm. Claremont. <laughs> like you guys have been to downtown Claremont, right? The whole street goes yeah. down because all the trees are blown over. Into the street
1: now. They the chop them up. I, I,
0: that's the thing. Apparently, there's so many of them. They're trying to get to them,
1: right? Ah. So they're
0: prioritizing. Like downtown's kind of like,
1: you know, not essential to, to Claremont Courier. Devastating, scary night in the City of Trees. <laughs> <laughs> devastating, scary night. <laughs> I win. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's I about. mean,
0: what is a hurricane? Because I was watching the wind meter on the uh, on the on my phone and it was gusting just 80 miles an hour. Like, it isn't says, that uh, a hurricane?
1: Well, it says uh, there's uh there's toppled trees in Claremont, uh there's toppled power lines down trees. The CBS covered it.
0: Oh really? Oh,
1: yeah. CBS. Old people's channel. <laughs>
0: yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> when I watched, it that's end, what so I you didn't see it,
3: Bob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, I, it was like a hurricane. If it, what is the miles an hour for a category one hurricane, Mike?
1: I don't know. Here, I'll see if it says. Yeah,
0: I think wow. it's eighty. I think it was a hurricane. I think a Everything, hurricane em- hit Claremont, Everything, and nobody knows about it.
1: Everything's in in uh, in. Um, yeah, hurricane everything's miles in per videos hour. nowadays. You can't even find oh, know. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube so I can't video. Really Let me see if I can find a miles per hour. Yeah, miles per hey. hour
0: hurricane. Category is,
1: one is 74 to 95. That, miles it was, per was hour. a
0: hurricane. I knew it. A hurricane hit Claremont.
2: <laughs> a
0: category <laughs> one hurricane hit a city in Southern California, and the news didn't report it. Oh, because, boy. like I said, Taylor Swift reco- released a new album this week,
2: and thank God that's thank really God. what we all what need. An,
0: what, a, what an artist! What a true. I think there's room
2: in an hour news broadcast for <laughs> Taylor, okay. and maybe a category one, which it has to get to three to be major. But the uh, <laughs> maybe that's why. Yes,
0: I'm gonna. I am i can not wait to tell everyone you know around town. We had a hurricane hit Claremont.
3: <laughs> wow!
0: The, Mike, the lawn, I looked out that big window in the front of the house, and the lawn. There's a uh, uh, you know, like cheap home uh, Home Depot lawn furniture. The chair just lifted up off the ground. I thought it was just going to start spinning. It just lifted and went up like eight feet in the air, and then oh just boom, God. like boom, gone. Because once it hit what was coming down the canyon. It was just like whoa. It was it too was, bad you wow. didn't run a
2: parachute or a piece of plywood. I was videotaping,
0: but it was so dark you couldn't see anything. I thought, yeah, maybe that's why they didn't report it. It was it happened at night and you couldn't really didn't look that impressive on video, Chuck. Well, you know,
2: because it wasn't extreme, it says very dangerous winds will produce some damage. Well constructed frame homes could have damage to roof. Uh, Large branches of trees will snap and shallowly rooted trees may be toppled. Extensive damage to power lines and poles likely. Uh, Power outages um, that could last a few
1: days. In Claremont, they reach 70 miles per hour.
0: 70 miles an hour winds. It's nuts. And I live up in the canyon where it was faster. So so get this.
1: An estimated 300 trees toppled over in Claremont.
0: Yeah, my in-laws woke up in the morning and a huge oak tree was in their swimming pool. Luckily it was their own. They knew what, whose tree it was, but it was down in the tree. And so they, my father-in-law called a tree guy that he knows because he's been here his whole life. And the tree guy comes out and he goes, we're going to take care of it. $3,000, (laughs) $3,000 to remove, (laughs) to remove a tree. Right. So he's thinking, And he's good, like, okay, do it, whatever. And then he goes back to his regular live business. And then he goes outside and the guy's gone. Now the tree was out of the pool, but it was just laying across the backyard. This like 50 foot, you know, oak tree. And, but it was out of the pool. And so he calls the guy and the guy says, oh yeah, I have a bunch of other calls. There's a lot of trees down. I'm coming back to chop that one up. But I got a lot of people ahead of you. So <laughs> the, guy, the, guy, the guy took it out of the pool, at least he did. <laughs> he did something for, it, you know, <laughs> he, but, 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 <laughs> could you could you train beavers or
2: woodchucks to deal with <laughs> for like an emergency? Now, people bring goats in to cut their lawns.
0: Maybe you can get a herd of angry beavers and set them loose. So I didn't on. see I the pool, but apparently all the leaves from the tree are in the pool. Just the, <laughs> the wood of the tree is not in there. Wow. Well, that's money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of people ahead of you. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you when we were discussing the whole job on what time frame we're <laughs> oh, doing. <laughs> you want it cut up. Oh. oh, you want well, it out of the a- backyard. That's six thousand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, but,
0: three. That but, was just a list. you know what? I should tell Elijah: get a fucking go to, you know, go to one of these places, buy a chainsaw, come to Claremont, tell people you can chop up their trees for them for three thousand bucks.
1: Absolutely. Jeez, yeah. What is that is... entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, like, that in uh, muddy soccer fields. You can make a fortune <laughs> out of <there. laughs> <laughs> <I>, We're wondering: <laughs> is there going to be soccer tomorrow? We are wondering.
0: Uh, well, uh. there's probably down trees at the soccer field. I, we haven't gotten any emails. The only thing that's changed in Claremont, like from when it was Mayberry RFB, is emails. They all communicate with emails. Nobody talks <laughs> on the phone. So <laughs> this morning I said, do you think there's going to be soccer tomorrow? And Chrissy said, I don't know. I'll check my emails. And she checked the emails, and there's nothing from, from them saying it's not. But... Uh, you know, probably wow. soccer soccer will be delayed because of the Claremont hurricane. I want it referred to as a hurricane. Okay. <laughs> Cat, Cat wants we need Anderson Cooper out here. We need Anderson Cooper out here standing in the wind on Harvard Street in Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> and then people will give us the respect we deserve for what the traumatizing event we just went through.
2: Yeah, this is some PTSD with a small T. <laughs> you know, because
0: what you went through that
2: night <laughs> is going to have a lasting effect. You know what
0: I went through? It was the first dopamine rush I've had in a long time. So I was just walking from window to window. I was filming with my phone. I was going outside like Anderson Cooper in the wind, looking at the trees, making sure, looking at the limbs, making sure. You know, I was I was on tree alert.
1: Right. There are I got four. There are 14 uh, areas in Claremont that are out of power. Declared emergency.
0: We need a We need a. We need Biden in here. We need like a helicopter. We need Biden to come and rescue the 3,000 homes without electricity.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's a, dude. That's a big deal because how do you you lose your food? You lose your freezers. You lose. <laughs> yeah. that's,
0: there's suffering going on in Claremont. Nobody's paying attention.
2: Well, it's not. It's not really America. It's <laughs> it's it's like America, but it's too far from an ocean or a lake.
0: Right. It doesn't. It doesn't get it the <laughs> respect it deserves. I'm but, starting to
1: feel bad for Claremont. Yeah. So yeah, there's a bunch of outages there. You can see it on a map here. From we're
0: weathering the storm. Uh, we are deal- Oh, let me tell you, seeing that happen. So we Sid said, <laughs> let's get out of here and go into Winnebago on Sunday. And I said, Okay, good reason to fire up the fucking old Winnebago. Let's get everybody out of here. We can go live off the land. Uh-huh. So so the it with leaks oil, by the way, just so you know. Nice. Uh, so I need to get oil and I was a little under water. The water was running a little hot last time. So I needed 50-50. Um you know, whatever, cool. water, yeah. You know, yeah. free. So, <laughs> so, so I it go Sounds to, like you really,
1: <laughs> I go it sounds to, like your old truck, Bob.
0: Yeah. Well, it's got problems. So what did I need? Wait, I are needed- you still
1: trying to sell it? Cause this is bad. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm keeping it in case of a hurricane we've got it's hurricane season uh, in Claremont. Well, we know what so, you do during a hurricane you watch the trees <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we should, have, we should have got. but it wasn't <laughs> until the next day when sid said we should all get in the in the rv and go to the desert where it's not windy and i said well i don't know if it's windy or not windy so so I, we did we i got oil i got Oil the stuff like hard on engines you know if your engine tune up stuff the gooey stuff you put in there oil so I put the gooey stuff a quart of oil the (laughs) the gooey stuff a quart of oil and antifreeze and so there was like what else did I get oh um so there's like six things but I go into the O'Reilly's and they don't have electricity so mm. I said, are you open? And they were all three people there working. And they were like, yeah, we're open, but you have to pay cash. And I was like, I always pay cash. And Ooh. so so I go get the oil. I get the gooey stuff to fix, you know, make sure the engine's good and lubricated. Oh, I got, because uh, I think the, it sat there a long time. I thought the gas might be bad. So I got gas treatment. I got gas treatment, oil treatment, <laughs> a quart of oil. I got well, Did you buy God everything knows, that was next God to the register? God knows if another hurricane was coming, and we would have no place to live, Chuck. Right. Other right. than that, so I get, I pulled it out. I got all the. So I'm in the O'Reilly's, and the guy, I experienced something that not, I hope none of you, our listeners, experience, and that is a young man struggling to understand retail without a computer telling him what to do. Uh It was painful. And I tried to make it easier for him, but his brain wouldn't accept the easier, softer way. (laughs) I said, listen, (laughs) I don't need a receipt. So he's got this paper receipt and he's writing down the name of the product and the serial number, but it's in the dark. (laughs) So he has to keep going with his phone flashlight on the thing and going to, I said, I said about, Halfway through the second thing he was writing down when I caught on to what he was doing, I said, guess what? I don't need a receipt. That didn't seem to register with him that he didn't need to so meticulously write down the name of the product and the serial number. He kept doing it. I put my hand over it, Chuck. I put my hand down on what he was writing. (laughs) And I said, we don't need to do this. The prices are on the thing. Just ring it up on your calculator and I'll pay you. And he goes. Only way I can figure out the tax. I said, whatever total you have, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want you to do this.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I know it's 9.75. I want you to just charge me 10% tax. I want Gavin Newsom to have a few extra pennies because he's such a great governor.
1: He didn't get that joke.
0: <laughs> this is a 22-year-old guy,
1: Bob. You have Just... to be kinder because he's probably motivatively, motivationally tra- talented.
0: <laughs> he's motivationally, yeah. So he keeps writing. And then while I'm there, I'm trying to not get mad because he can't help it. The computer doesn't work. And all he knows are computers, his whole entire existence on the planet. The computer tells him what the, how to do it. And you push a button and it rings it up and it tells you the tax. And now he's doing it the way we did it when we were kids and worked in restaurants or, or record stores or whatever. So I distract myself by looking around. Maybe there's a um, impulse buy that I could get. And there is. There's a yellow submarine Hot Wheels car. Sid loves uh, yellow submarine. Oh, wow. So I get it. I put it up on there. Uh That was a mistake. (laughs) That was a huge, huge, huge mistake. That just
1: compounded the problem. (laughs)
0: Oh, by tenfold. And I'll tell you how. So the materials that I bought, the 50-50 antifreeze, the oil treatment, the gas treatment, and the quart of oil... Those are all standard O'Reilly's. Every store has them, right? He keeps looking for this, this Hot Wheels toy and he can't find it and he can't find it. And he calls his manager over and he's like, I can't find this Hot Wheels thing. And the guy is looking on his phone and he goes, it's right here. On, the manager has it on his phone because they understand they don't have computers. So they got to look it on their phones. And he tells the guy the thing and he loads it in his phone. Why he did that, I don't know. He should have just copied what the manager had, but somehow they wanted to get it in the kid that was helping me phone for an ungodly seven minutes. And it wouldn't go in there. Finally, the manager, and I'm now laying my head down on the counter, and the manager says, what store are you on? The kid was (laughs) logged in to another (laughs) O'Reilly store. That I guess maybe he also works at in a uh, down more down by the ten freeway, and the manager goes, "Yeah, they don't have Hot Wheels down there." <laughs>
1: oh, <didn't sound> good. <laughs> you know, Bob? Do they know? Does everybody know you in every store in Claremont? Yes, Here he same, comes. Yes, <laughs> they, they know you at the Starbucks. <laughs> they know you at the McDonald's. Oh, they know oh. you.
2: Do, maybe it's a thing where they're like having a tick tock contest to see if he piss you off the most. <laughs> <Here you come. laughs> you know, you look for the guy with the hat and the red hair. And uh, when he comes in, it might
0: be a conspiracy. It's just it unbelievable is. with the cheese on the hamburgers and like everywhere I go, there's a mistake everywhere I go. <laughs> so, so finally I say, forget the hot wheels. And the guy goes, are you sure? I said, I'm, <laughs> absolute, <laughs> I'm absolutely positive. No, no, let me think and about in, it for a second. Wait seven a minute, minutes. wait a minute. And then he goes, because the price is right on there. I can just write the price.
3: That's what, what I had
0: said to him 17 minutes before, <laughs> <Jack>. <laughs> The price is right there. Don't worry. It's, this won't take but a second. It's on
2: everything. The price is
3: on everything. All you got
0: to do is it up and fucking charge me. Yeah, uh. and so then, so then I came back, loaded up the truck, and we went to L.A. and we were gonna go to Griffith Park. So I thought we'll have a picnic in the park, and then we'll go on pony rides, and then we'll go on, you know, we'll go around in Griffith Park. Well, there was about 3,282 hipsters <laughs> with their children at the pony rides. Aww. There were more Teslas in that parking lot, Chuck, than you see in a Tesla lot itself. <laughs> <laughs> because the people at a Tesla dealership don't always drive Teslas. But there right. must have been, I mean, you know the parking lot, Mike, by the pony rides at the beginning. Of this I do. Park. It's not that I big do. of a parking lot. No. There must have been, I'm talking about 63 Teslas in there. You Is know, Tesla the only car hipsters drive at this point? Is you, it the only fucking car they have? What happened to Priuses? Were Priuses not good enough anymore for no, them? No, they're,
1: they're not. You know what I would have done, Bob? I would have just said, hey, let's go up to the, to, uh, the cemetery and read gravestones. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. fun. So, I'd love to do that. So
0: I said, you know, Sid, there <laughs> used to be a zoo in Griffiths Park before the zoo. Let's go there. By this time, uh, Elvis had gone to his mom's to do arts and crafts because he was just at it with the whole Winnebago trip. And I just and Chrissy were asleep in the bed in the back. <laughs> so it was just me and Sid <laughs> on a Sunday RV adventure gone wrong, gone terribly wrong. Because my dumbass didn't think it's Sunday. Don't go to Griffiths Park.
1: Hey, did they, what about the train museum? You know, where they got the trains. That's always vacant.
0: No, not on Sundays. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we were on the other side. So I said, Sid, you know, there used to be a zoo in the park that's abandoned. And it's so cool. Let's go there.
1: And she oh, goes, yeah, yeah let's perfect. go there.
0: So we go there. They have the road closed going up there.
1: Because a tree fell in. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> So you have to park down by the carousel and then walk up there. Okay. Okay, so Chrissy and I just are asleep. Sydney says, I don't want to walk up there. Let's just go to the carousel. So we went to the carousel and we rode on the carousel and then Sid said, let's just go home. And then we got home and Chrissy and I just woke up when we got off to the freeway at the street through. And Chrissy said, are we at the park? I said you missed that fucking opportunity a long time ago.
1: <laughs> hey, were you trying to take her up to the caves? Yeah, the caves. Yeah, the Griffith Park caves, where the where the actual Bat Cave is. But you can actually walk through and into that valley thing. Is that still there? Yeah. But that's that's.
0: But it they have that road closed. You're supposed to. It's way up in the hills. Yeah, it's and, not-
1: and yeah, and the and the abandoned zoo too. Yeah. Yeah, the abandoned zoo. So it
0: was too far of a walk. We went. So the RV once again, has not paid dividends. It was well, not it a great like adventure.:
2: it, it sounds like it killed an afternoon, and Sydney learned that you make lemonade. Right. You know? It sounds like you two had an adventure we did and if you snooze you lose
0: so there you go yeah i i swear to god elvis would be a teenager at 11 years old i don't know how bug is but but elvis goes we're driving there and he goes i really don't want to go to griffith park i looked at him (laughs) i said did anybody ask you whether you wanted to go to griffith Mm. park we're all going to griffith park It's a family thing. We're going to have a picnic. So he had the picnic dinner, lunch or whatever, and then said, you know, uh, my mom's doing um, arts and crafts. Can I go there? And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, okay,
1: okay. Arts and crafts. So you're in the RV and you're driving through traffic and going to, (laughs) oh, my God, oil leaking out, water (laughs) spurning
0: (laughs) in. i got to watch that temperature gauge the whole time. You know what's interesting? Tell me how this is. If the air conditioning is on, the temperature runs cooler. No. Yes. So get this. I think there's an electrical pull that is affecting the dashboard. This RV, this RV, Mike, you convinced me to buy this RV. This is the worst decision (laughs) ever I made in my life. (laughs) (laughs) You were so 100% supportive of the RV thing.
1: I was the first were, one that said you should just take it out to the desert and take people out to the desert and, and make it a rehab <laughs> to RV. pay for all the things. I think there's a
0: short in the dashboard when you turn the air conditioning on, it makes it seem like it's running cooler. <laughs> like, you, yeah, know that, that you know, that doesn't make any sense. Kinda, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not like running that. cooler, but you when to you run turn the, the AC to cool on. It off it just dips down a little bit and you think, yeah, that's where it's supposed to be. That's where the hot meter is supposed to be. (laughs) And then you turn the air off and it goes right back up to almost to the red. So Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out, but it's out there. Maybe, uh, yeah, why didn't God make it blow away in the thing? I have insurance on it. If it would have blown down in the gully, that might
1: have been a good yeah, thing. Yeah, you should have found the weakest tree and parked it underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean,
0: I should have gone down to downtown. Well, the next cat, the next cat one, I'm just going to call them cat ones. I'm not even going to say when. The next cat one that hits Claremont, I'm parking that thing in downtown Claremont. Yeah.
2: And we're taking an axe to one side of a tree. <laughs> we're going to guarantee a fall.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God! So that was the uh, weekend adventure. It really was like I was so looking forward to the weekend. What did wh- what it entailed was a hurricane, a, a horrible RV experience, and then, and then now it's now it's Monday. Yeah, but and now I you got to go it. back to work. I clean. No, I cleaned the yard all day. I had no time to work. I was fielding mm. phone calls.
2: I don't know how you guys do
0: that. What? They do the front end?
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know. So
0: It's unbelievable. You know, sometimes, Chuck, I'll talk to a family like five times over three days for hours and hours, and then they just disappear. You know what that feels (laughs) like, Chuck? It's like you keep texting, hey, just checking in. What's happening? I don't know. And, And the more they don't respond to you, the more you know they went
1: to a different rehab, right? Yeah, mm. it's crazy. Or, or their or their their kid talked them out of it. Oh yeah, maybe they're just following
0: the. uh yeah. You know, did I ever tell you the funniest story, Doctor Drew? So when I first worked mm-hmm. for Doctor Drew, he uh he really brought me there to be a disruptor. I think. I think he thought it was <laughs> stale. I think he thought you know because it made no sense. He didn't really know me that well. You know, he's like. You know he respected Map or whatever. I I just got to get um, some gum.
1: She's so like, he, re- you know what, Bob? I'm sure he probably thought, "Wow, man! If I bring Bob in, that'll just take the focus off of me. Everything will be focused on Bob Forrest." <laughs> you know, maybe.
0: So I get there, and you know, the, the, it was so hard getting hired with all the felonies and all the you know all
1: the background checks and all that.
0: So when I got there, and I had to wear a suit and tie with my name tag on my left hand lapel, uh, I was just nervous. And so I was like, just trying to get along to get along. And I didn't say anything controversial. And I just kind of ran groups according <laughs> to whatever. Right. I was just like, I was really uptight. Like, and I was thinking like, this is not going to work. I'm not, I i can't work here, but I had, you know, I'd kind of fucked under my last job. I couldn't go to that one. Cause I, um, you know, I left and, they, they asked me to stay on until they found a replacement for me. And I said, well, no, I'm supposed to start on, on Monday. And, um, so anyways, so I couldn't go back to my old job. It wasn't a lot of jobs, you know, back then anyways, treatment was like nothing. There was like eight treatment centers in all of LA. So I start working and after about a month and a half, Drew comes in my office and says, Hey, you know, are you feeling comfortable? And I was like, not really. This is not for me. I got to figure out, like, I can't work here. Judy. This is a fucking hospital. And he goes, Hey, I brought you here to be you. You know, I'm hearing that you're just, you're just being really mediocre in the middle of the road. Like just be yourself, just talk, <laughs> talk how you talk. And you know, so he gives me like permission to be more like myself. So I run with that and I start feeling my oats and I'm running the outpatient program and I'm saying controversial shit that I say and nothing happens. I don't get in trouble. So about three months later at the staff meeting, he goes, hey, I can't do the medical lecture tonight, Bob. Do you know, you know how to do it, right? And I said, yeah, pretty much.
1: And he goes, well, why don't you do it?
0: Because <laughs> I ran the family group simultaneous to that. So the families, the addicts and the families are together for his lecture. And then they break up and the addicts go to an AA meeting and the parents came to me for a family group. So I said, yeah, sure. I could do that lecture. So I do the lecture and people are laughing, you know, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. And, and something came up. I don't know how it was said, but somehow I said well by virtue of you being here in this room you're codependent in some way because the subject was codependency Uh, right why the fuck would you be here you got your grown adult kid here and you're sitting here like really if you if you really were healthy you wouldn't even pay for their treatment you'd just be (laughs) like fuck you
3: (laughs) You know, I, know lecture, Bob. <laughs> I was really,
0: uh, I was. You were really, feeling it, I bet. I was being honest. Uh, I was being honest. So, but but it was all in play and joking around and whatever. So, apparently, a father went to the front administration and complained that the guy who just gave the lecture to the family said, "You're an idiot for paying for your kid to be here." <laughs> but he didn't do all the funny stuff. I'm sure that he didn't say all the funny stuff oh, that I said. I know they take it out of context, and out, don't they? Out of context yeah. and whatever.
2: Bastards. So they
0: don't, they don't come to me. They wait till drew comes back to work the next day and they have a sit down with him. He comes in my office and goes, Bob, did you did you did you say that p- uh, the client's parents shouldn't pay for their ch- children to be in treatment <laughs> here? And I said, Well, yeah, but I didn't say it in that way. I said it in a funny way.
2: <laughs> and, and he <laughs> said
0: he was so <laughs> angry. And he goes, Bob, there's a big difference between pushing the envelope and not even considering that there are limitations. Ooh. And and I kind of didn't know what that meant because it was like, you know, educated way of saying, fuck you, you idiot. <laughs> so, and he slammed my door and I remember I jumped, he slammed it so hard and I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And I was panicked. Like, and I thought I was fired really. I didn't know whether I was fired or not. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. The, I got to go. And I, my, then I about, after about a minute, I was like, I have to go talk to him to calm him, you know, because I think I'm getting fired. And I go to get out of my door of my office and he broke the door frame so that the door was, <laughs> <laughs> that's how angry he was. Wow. He signed the door and broke the frame so that the door wouldn't open. Now, and would finally- he
2: contest this? And you would, would he contest this? No, I, this is- but I,
0: you know, I was just pushing it with my shoulder and I couldn't open it. And finally I, you know, I held it and kicked the bottom and got it open. But, and then I said, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, you know. And, and he goes, you, you gotta, you, you gotta figure out your way here. You can be you, but you know, you know, what's, he said, what good is that to say? And I said, I don't know. It just seemed clever and it was funny and whatever. And he goes, even if it's true, how would people get help? And I said, well, they'd get help at cry, help and impact in places where all these people should probably be. That's the truth of it. Right. It's the but, it, b- what? But you
2: work at his place. So <laughs> he means clients. <laughs> I know, I know. So you <laughs> wouldn't go into aloe
3: and go.
2: <laughs> y'all suckerfish. <a> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> y'all should be down the street. These these rooms should be. No, empty. I
0: evolved. I evolved my thinking. I don't think. The, I don't think the. I think individuals are ready to change, and. Many systems that they go through will help them change. Whether it's, whether it's an outpatient program in the middle of nowhere on, you know, Medi Medi or the most poofter rehab in Florida. If the person is ready to change, they will change and they just kind of need support and encouragement, whatever that looks like, to change. What treatment really is fascinating to me is taking the contemplative and fucking going toe-to-toe with them you know that's that's the best part of working in drug treatment is taking a contemplative person and saying you know well okay you know i get a lot of people who don't like god and like well don't believe in god and i say well i don't believe in god and i'm able to stay sober you don't seem to be able to not believe in god and stay sober so unless you start believing in god and so you can stay sober or you cannot believe in God and stay sober like me. And they say, Well, how do you do it? Because that immediately that's the truth. I'm I don't believe in God. I don't believe in anything intervenes. I don't pray. I don't do any of that. Um, all the steps that have God in it, I just replace with like good actions or be cool to people or whatever. I, I do not believe in God. And I've been able to stay sober 26 years. So, obviously, believing in God is not a necessity, a prerequisite, a mandated. Yeah. I don't believe that. If you in had it.
2: Jesus, you'd probably have 52 <laughs> I, years I by know. now. I
0: know. I would have had <laughs> 10 more. <laughs> you had
2: twice but as many years.
0: I don't even believe in a higher power I, I, at this wow. point. I don't even believe That's in That's a lot. I believe that you're done and you're done and you kind of gravitate. When you're, when you're done, you gravitate towards the solution. When you're not done, you gravitate towards the problem. And that's a lot of what we complain about here here is the kids stay stuck in the problem, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't help that treatment encourages staying stuck in the problem because that's the only way you can bill for things, right? Mm. But if you really want to know how to stay sober, um, I've told kids like, you know, you can probably be in that relationship with the person who's using, but is that really what you want? Because if you're going to stay sober and they're going to stay loaded, what kind of relationship is that? You present it that way. Not you can't or not you're going to get her or him sober. It's just like, why do that? Because you've chosen to be sober. You're going to be sober. And they're right. they, they've well, chosen like, to be loaded.
2: Like Mike and like a whole lot of other people that just started going to meetings, you know, and shook it out at home.
1: Well, I yeah. had a support group.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, that's that. You I need I a home
1: group support group and a group of people that um, stuck by me. So you know, I mean, right? There is. There is that how much, higher power, by, how
0: much yeah. do people really stick
1: by people? They like, stick uh, by in the beginning. There's a there's there's a lot of people that stuck by me, and that's what I try and pass on. So I don't know. But I mean, but or it or?
0: was basically your friends that you had
1: before you before you got sober. But you don't that, disagree with me because you have this sort of, um,
0: I am not to anybody that I meet
1: because that's just the way I am. I like, I like that's being right. that person in people's lives. And I, got, lives. From, and I but, got it from you. Most of the I got people it from that, you also. You were there too. So
0: yes, but most of the people that uh, have helped me, I already knew. Right. Yeah, sure. It's the truth of it. it is we were fortunate because we knew so many drug addicts and then we knew so many people that were sober and, People who were not sober in AA were really encouraging of me to be in AA and be sober. Right? Brendan right. Mullen, um, ex-girlfriends are like, I'm so proud of you. Just when you see somebody and they'd they think they just wanted you to stop
1: I, stealing their CD. Yeah, well,
0: that, that was part of it. But but that they they <laughs> were they were their words of encouragement meant a lot. And I wasn't, I'm telling you, you know, not all the words in AA are encouragement, but when your ex-girlfriend says, Bob, I love you. I'm so proud of you. That's something, man. I think it's love. I think it's people, but I don't think it's this. all. That's that's all I was saying.
1: That's all. Yeah, but I don't
0: think it's some all glorified idealized version of AA. What's what's happening, Sydney? Are you tired? You tired? You want to go to bed?
2: I think when we were first hanging out, you used to say my higher power is love because I believe in it. Yeah, love. yeah.
0: I believe in love, but I mean, I don't believe in.
2: And, huh? and that's,
0: that's good enough. Hold on. I got to get Sid to bed. Well, we know, mommy's already, already hour asleep. Hour we, we can, we can sign out. Sid, you want to say goodnight to these guys? It's Mike,
1: Martin, Chuck. Hi, Sidney. <laughs> <Hi, laughs> say goodnight. Night. It's
0: time uh, for bed, everybody. Um, but we'll get back to this. Let's revisit the, the, an AA conversation next time. Good luck with your hernia surgery, Chuck. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. If, if, if it doesn't go this time, we're suing, though, right? <laughs> I hate lawyers. I shouldn't <laughs> say it out loud. I, I don't like the sue system,
2: man. If I was a sue-happy person, I'd have done it okay, twice already.
0: Second. I got to get to bed. Good night, everybody. Don't All die. Good
2: night. All right. See you. Don't die. Bye.
1: Man. Bye, Chuck.